Hi, and welcome to the Spell It Out podcast. My name is Jessica Zweep. I'm the owner of Spell Fitness, an online health and fitness coaching program designed to help women who have tried everything and are tired of spinning their wheels and wasting their time find food freedom and navigate this busy, crazy, awesome ride called life. Here we're going to discuss food, fitness, faith, family, and hopefully have a little fun along the way. I'm so glad you're here and I can't wait to get talking with you. It is Marriage Monday number two. Um, I cannot believe the feedback that I got from episode one. And I'm not going to lie, when I recorded it, I kind of felt like I was going to throw up the whole time. Kind of feel the same way about this one. But the more that I step out into this arena, the more I am realizing how many people are struggling. And it breaks my heart, but it also really fuels me to want to talk about it more. Um, and also terrifies me because I feel like whenever we step out to discuss something like this, we also um, kind of put a target on our back when it comes in regards to like the enemy creating drama and stress and you're kind of under attack. So um, I'm just praying that this episode blesses you, um, that my marriage would be kept just preserved and safe. Um, Lord, I just ask that you would just bless every person, every spouse that is listening to this episode, that they would feel encouraged, that they would be able to accurately look at themselves um, and examine who they are in their marriage and what they are doing to contribute to it, good, bad, or otherwise, and that we would come away with this from this time um, just encouraged and motivated to be more like the husbands and wives, wives more, um, that you have created us to be. In your name I pray, amen. So today we're going to talk again because I feel like it is something that is missing in a lot of circles, is looking at yourself. Um, we, and this is me talking more to wives, I feel like it's more of a wife thing, so if you are a husband listening to this, welcome. Maybe it pertains to you as well. I don't know. I was thinking that I would maybe try and have my husband on one of these episodes sometime, but I don't know if that would, how that would fly. We'll see. Curious what you'd think about that. If it was like an interview style thing where I talked to him too, but, um, just, we're going to talk a little bit about looking at yourself, um, and communication and expectations because these are all things that I think create so much of the problems. And again, I'm not going to go into detail about my marriage personally because I just don't think it's warranted, but I want you to know that there have definitely been seasons where there has been miscommunication, misunderstanding, a lack of self-reflection, and it has led to distress. Um, And so I really try to personally, I'm not speaking for my husband at all. I personally try to, and I know, husband, if you're listening to this, I know that I don't get it right. I know that I mess up. I know that I am quick to spout off something snarky, to say something and have it come out incorrectly. And it is never my intention to offend or Um, hurt, but it happens. And so I think part of it is just creating that awareness. Um, 
and confess, confessing that, right? We don't like to admit that we're wrong. Um, this is something that I feel like comes up a lot is it's all the other person's fault. He or she is like this. I am not like that. It's their problem. It's their fault. It's whatever. When you can confess what you have done wrong, um, it is the doorway to growth and change in your relationship. Um, no matter how big the issues are that you are facing right now, when you can confess what you have done to contribute to the situation that you're in, honestly, the future is bright, right? There's hope. But when you are adamant about not admitting your wrong or being prideful in your responses and your thoughts, it's dismal. And so I want you to go into the next interaction with your spouse with that in mind, that you also are an equal participant in this relationship and that they are not the bad guy, right? Um, it's not just one person who contributes to things being the way they are. It is a relationship. It is a two-way street. You also are responsible for the things that you say, do, don't say, don't do. Um, and I think the biggest thing is what are you measuring yourself against? right? Because when we watch secular television and read secular books and listen to secular podcasts and hear from our secular friends, you are going to hear some things that are very different than if you were to listen to Christian friends, Christian podcasts, um, more faith-based, like conservative, not, not politically conservative, but just like traditional, I guess. Um, books or television shows, they're going to portray marriage in completely different ways. They're going to talk about marriage in completely different ways. They're going to talk about the roles of husbands and wives in completely different ways. And so be aware of what it is that you are absorbing. This is a really dangerous place where the devil can play around a lot and really mess with your thoughts when you hear things like you deserve better you you know you think think of what you could have if you left him and the life that you could have if if you weren't with him or look at what so and so has and she just traded in and upgraded her life um you know the the you deserve i think is the biggest one because the bible is God's ultimate measuring instrument. We are supposed to use it as like a spiritual tape measure. When we place ourselves, when you place yourself and your marriage next to it, how are you measuring up to God's standard? And when you hear people say things like, well, you deserve to be better, where in the Bible does it say that you deserve anything? I'll wait. It doesn't. Okay, that's the answer. It doesn't. What you have been given is a gift. The relationship that you have been given is a gift. The life that you have been given is a gift. The breath in your lungs is a gift. You deserve nothing. Okay? And I realize that's not as nice and doesn't make you feel as good as maybe as some other things that you could pull up on your phone right now to watch and listen to. So I appreciate you staying with me. But when you hold yourself up to that, you deserve nothing. And so anything that you have is a gift. 
And when you start to look at it as a gift, something that you don't deserve, but you have been given anyways, hopefully it starts to reframe your thoughts around it, right? And the second part going along with that is realizing that we're all sinful. I think I talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but we tend to put a lot of pressure on our spouses to be like our personal saviors. You are responsible for my happiness. You are responsible for me being comfortable, happy, hopeful, confident, fill in the blank. And when I don't feel those things, it's your fault. Well, let me remind you that that other person is a sinful, wretched, wretched person, just like you. And so when you are putting all of that pressure on this other person to be a certain way, they're going to let you down. And that is a, it's a quick spiral of despair where you constantly feel disappointed. And so you need to, instead of looking out at whatever it is that your spouse is doing wrong, you need to flip it around, hold up the mirror and look at yourself. Um, and then confess what it is that you're doing wrong, right? Be receptive to comments and maybe even criticism from your spouse, your friends, your mentors saying, hey, you were wrong. Um, because we are so selfish and living in a sinful, selfish world causes us to have a skewed conscience where we're never wrong, right? We can, and I'm, this is something that I'm really, I don't want to say good at, but it's like, we can like justify things in our mind. You start to tell yourself like, oh, I'm not that bad, or it's not that big of a deal, or he's, you know, he's way worse, or she was way meaner to me, or that person was way worse than me, and I'm not really that bad at all. And then you kind of have created this false identity that is really wrong. Um, And so it is, a grace (laughs) it is by God's grace and it is a gracious gift when you have a properly functioning conscience right Um, the problem is is that because we are selfish we start to get a hardened heart and this is what the problem is with a lot of marriages so this is where we're gonna spend some time today is talking about this hardened heart and this selfish shift um, because it is not serving us well So we get into situations, I think, um, especially as we've been married longer, where we start, our hearts start to become hardened. And I'm not, I'm not really sure um, exactly where it starts, but if you think back to when you first started dating, um, you were smitten, right? You, you were, um, you never would do anything unkind. You were always looking for ways to serve the other person and you started to, um, you would look for ways to just bless them and serve them and be kind to them and go out of your way to uplift and encourage them. Then we get married and life starts to kick in and we start to take that other person for granted. We start to nitpick a little bit. Um, And maybe it's because we let down our guard. I don't know. But selfishness starts to step in and take over that loving servant heart. Um, And we just become progressively less 
kind, less giving, less forgiving, less patient. And we start to look out for ourselves more than we do the other person. Um, and so I don't know why that is, but I want you to take an honest look at yourself and notice if you are like that. If you are, it's the little things usually that add up. We talked about that last week where it's like the bricks. Um, but we start to become more and more comfortable with things that would have embarrassed or uh, shocked us when we were dating. And there are people that I have been around where it is shocking how far we can let our marriages go. Um, I mean, myself included. Well, I'm just going to throw myself in that pile too, right? There are things that I am shocked and grieved and embarrassed over that have been said and done in inside of my own marriage. And there are certainly things that I have heard about in marriages of, you know, people in my circle, in my community that shock and grieve and embarrass me because it's like, what happened to get us to that point? And how are we, how are we there? And why are we not um, better? And I think part of it is because we don't have a healthy sense of self. We don't have a healthy understanding of what we have done to contribute to the situation because we're so focused on how the other person is driving us crazy. And we don't realize that we're doing the crazy ourselves. And so that's really what I want you to take away from this is that we do not see ourselves with accuracy. We, because we tend to look at the other person and see their faults with really laser precise accuracy, right? Um, and so then that leads to this false sense of self-righteousness. I'm such a good Christian. I'm a good wife. I'm doing all the things I should be doing. I'm going to Bible study. I'm going to church. I listen to worship music in the car. I do this, 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 and this. And he is just, oh, you don't even know. He is terrible. Hold the, hold the bus right there. Does he put food on the table for your family? Does he provide for you? Has he been faithful to you? Does he um, pour into your children? Now, am I saying he does all of these things perfectly? No. But is he trying? Is he trying to provide for you? Is he sacrificing things for... I mean, maybe they feel selfish to you because it's not the way that you would do it. But when you can step away and look at it, is there a benefit to the method of his madness, right? First um, John 1 8 says that if we have no sin, we deceive, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. That false sense of righteousness, of self personal righteousness is a huge issue in marriages and them being able to change because we are so convinced that it is all the other person's fault. And what I want you to think about and what I want you to take away from this episode is that you also are contributing to the way things are. And I don't mean for this to be depressing because I feel like some people could come away with this and be like, well, shoot, I suck. My marriage is in shambles and it's all my fault. No, there are two players in this game. But I want you to really think about when was the last time you said something kind? 
When was the last time you flirted? When was the last time you thanked your spouse? When was the last time you um, held their hand unexpectedly or, um, you know, just did something nice just because? And I realize for so many of you listening to this, doing something like that feels beyond foreign because it has been so long. But I want to call bullshit. Sorry, that's probably going to make this one an explicit episode. Hopefully there were no small children listening. But you are fully capable of getting the ball rolling in the opposite direction. And I know that it's going to be met with some resistance. Because just like any huge boulder that has been rolling in one direction down one hill for so long, picking up speed... The little actions, like to start it going back up the hill or changing direction, it's going to take a compounded effect, right? But someone has to start the swing. Someone has to start the shift. And if you can look in the mirror and say, shoot, I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I said thank you to my husband for providing for our family or thank you to him for, you know, being faithful Or thank you for, you know, hanging out with our kids and being a good dad. Or thank you for, you know, loving me, even though I have been unlovable for a long time. Um, And don't expect anything in return, right? I mean, not to get too preachy, but when Jesus came and died and suffered for you, he didn't do it and you know, come back to life and say, okay, like, what do you have to say for yourselves? Are you going to say anything? Are you going to like, thank me? Are you going to do something nice for me? No, it was a selfless, selfless, sacrificial death for, to cover you. And that is the model for our marriages, right? It is sacrificial. It is not self-serving. It is not self-seeking. It is all about service. The sweet gift comes because that other person starts to do those things for you and then it's just this awesome um, flame that grows because you're both just wanting to serve the other. So I want you to um, think about how a distorted sense of yourself can be a huge Uh, roadblock to progress in your marriage. Um, It is not always the other person's fault. Rarely is it 100% their fault. Um, And I want you to be humble and kind and honest in the way that you interact this week. So when you hear this episode, hopefully it's a Monday, and I'm challenging you to a couple things. Number one, say thank you for something big or small. And it doesn't even need to be face to face. Send it in a text. Thank you for fill in the blank. Number two, a small act of physical touch. I don't know where you where you are at as far as intimacy goes, but something small. Come up behind them in the kitchen and put your hand on their back. When you go to leave for the day, let that hug linger for a few extra seconds. Um, When you're at church or at a game for one of your kids, reach over and hold his hand. Those little actions speak volumes. And it may feel foreign, 
And if you get bristled, don't lose hope. The enemy is after your marriage. And if he's been after it for a long time and he's been able to play and mess around and throw his weight around for a while, you're not going to be able to fight it off in an instant. Persevere. Keep pushing goodness. Keep pushing selfless love and intentional action and humble evaluation of yourself. So do not fear tension, disagreement, rejection, okay? When you address things in love, you should be able to start to open up the doors for trust and honest communication. Um, and then the other thing is to just let, like, keep a short list of wrongs. Um, be very careful when you are having conversations that you're not dredging things up from the past. This is something that I think we just do as human nature, right? We can keep these running lists in our minds miles long of things that they've done to wrong us. And we are, oh, we could just bring them up in a minute. Why? What is that doing for you right now? You've both done wrong. You've both hurt each other. You've both said things in the moment that you, maybe you meant, maybe you didn't. But maybe, hopefully, if they were hurtful and wrong, you regret them. Um, they don't need to be brought up. You are having a forward, future um, view of your marriage. And you have a positive outlook on what it's going to be like. So I'm, I apologize that these are kind of scattered. I feel like I just have so much. I need to work on making notes. And I'm... Um, we just have a lot going on and I'm really like, mentally exhausted, but there's so much in my head that I want to get out about this because it's something that I just feel really strongly about. So my challenges this week are gentle acts of affection, speak kind words, gentle affectionate touches, continuing to evaluate yourself. Don't let the lie that you are sinless creep in and create a rift. You're not, okay? But you're doing better than you think you are. So thanks for listening and I will catch you on the next one.